Who is the SEO with the most tattoos? Which search marketer builds their own cars for fun? Who used to be a ballet dancer? It's time to go deep into the lives of your favorite search marketers. This is Behind the SEOs with your hosts, Yosef Silver and Morty Oberstein. You're in for it now. This is Behind the SEOs, where SEOs come to life. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am Morty Oberstein, the liaison to the SEO community for Wix, and I am joined by he who is... Yosef Silver. I am the founder and CEO of Fusion Inbound. Nice. And this, well, this being episode number two, just episode number two of Behind the SEOs, here's how this works. Each and every month, we talk to another personality from within the SEO industry and talk not about their craft, i.e. SEO, but their lives, which may be doing crafts, depending upon how lame they are. Um, We release new episodes monthly, the first Thursday of every week, but being that no one knows when the hell the first Thursday every month is, uh, I just said the first Thursday every week, first Thursday of every month, and being that when no one knows when the first Thursday of every month is, you should subscribe at our own website, BehindTheSEOs.com. Um, also, you can find us wherever great podcasts are found Google, iTunes, Player FM, iHeartRadio, wherever it is you can find us. And you can follow us on Twitter at BehindSEOs and on Facebook and on Instagram. Did I miss any place where re- they can follow us, Yosef? I think that's all the internet. That's, yes, you can find us on the internet. That's where all we are. All of the internet. Nice. YouTube. Okay. Um, well, then we should get to our guest, yes? I think that's good. Okay. So for our second guest of the second episode of Behind the SEOs, we have for your listening pleasure, the beat dropping EAT evangelizing SEO, who is by far the coolest kid in the class. She could probably kick your ass and has the tats to prove it. She is the world-renowned search marketer you have come to love and know from webinars and conferences from near and far. She is a kindred spirit for me personally. She is Lily Ray. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Quite the intro. Good morning. It's our pleasure. It's really our pleasure. By the way, I figured we should invite Barry Schwartz on and then rename the podcast Three Jews Who Do SEO or Four Jews Who Do SEO. <laughs> uh, have sounds, sounds thrilling, like a thrilling podcast. <laughs> right. Yeah. Nothing, nothing is cooler than four Jews doing SEO, though you're cool. While eating matzah. While eating matzah, right. Oh, my God. <laughs> no one gets that joke. Anyway. <laughs> Okay, so there's so much we can talk about your life, Lily, because it is like literally like you're so cool. I am not cool. Yosef's cool, kind of, maybe. Um, But you are, (laughs) Lily, you are really cool. cool. Well, thank you. Uh, I wasn't the coolest kid in class, by the way. That that was part of your intro. I was totally not cool in high school. Oh, really? That's surprising. Well, I was in rock bands, but I was just like a rebel, you know? That's that's pretty cool. cool. I guess. Like the cool kids in high school were in rock bands. And then as Modi alluded to, the the less cool kids might have been in In crafts. Crafts. (laughs) (laughs) At least you went to high school. I dropped out of high school. No way. Yeah, I dropped out of 10th grade. I'm a high school dropout. That is an accomplishment. Yeah, but then I went to like religious like seminary afterwards. Like that was not cool. Okay, so you didn't yeah, actually see? drop out. You I didn't drop out. I figured out a way to beat the system, basically. <laughs> You're totally <laughs> religious, <laughs> Sarah. Exactly. Yeah, I the got system. college credits for it. So that's how, yeah, it was a whole thing. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So scam. I went to like religious high school for the first couple of years of high school. And then I did like a couple of years of homeschool. And then I went to like a normal high school. So I did it the other way around. Wow. And then I got like my first job at like 16. And I was there more than school. 
So it's like a whole, when, I'm not the, I'm not the you guys beat the today. system. <laughs> right. Okay. So obvious question, the DJing thing. Like, how did that start? Where, where have you, like, what's the coolest place you've played? Because in case you're living under a rock, like, Lily's a DJ. Yeah, it seems like I only DJ, like, from these live streams, right? Because it's like, we've all just, you know, it's, it gets so much more exposure now that there's COVID and people are tuning into these streams and whatever. But I actually do legitimately DJ in person when that was a thing. <laughs> um, people? <laughs> Coolest place I've DJed. Uh, well, I had the most exciting gig of my life last year in November. I was at a club called Elsewhere in Brooklyn, but it was more about who I opened for. And his name's Michael Meyer. He's like my favorite DJ on planet Earth. So I was very, very lucky to open for him. That was just awesome. That was cool. Yeah. Michael Meyer, the guy from Halloween. He shares a name with him, hmm. but it's not the same guy. Not an axe murderer or whatever. Oh, that's good to know. Right, you want yeah. to I mean, hopefully, murderer. hopefully he's not. <laughs> <laughs> we don't really know, but um, yeah. And then there were a couple other gigs in Brooklyn that have been pretty special. I've mostly just played in Brooklyn, um, sometimes Manhattan. But there was one time I had a gig that was like uh, on the waterfront here in Brooklyn, and a bunch of like hippies dancing outside on on the grass with dogs and babies and stuff. It was like five hundred people. That was really fun. That's cool. Uh, and anything with hippies is going to be fun. That's, for, that's rule number one about life. Pretty much. Yeah. I'm from uh, the Bay Area. I'm from like actual like hippie territory. Um, oh, cool. Just north of San Francisco, like where literally all the hippie stuff happened in the 60s. So I grew up in that world and like spent my childhood dancing at drum circles with hippies. So that's awesome. love hippies. Was it, how'd you get to Wait. New York? So my parents are from New York. Um, they raised me in the Bay Area because my dad's a tech guy. He was like one of the original tech guys, <laughs> um, like literally. And um, my my mom got really into hippie Bay Area stuff. So they kind of just like raised me out there as like a basically a New York Jew, like growing up in <laughs> hippie California, <laughs> trying to like fit in, even though we totally didn't fit in at all. Oh, that's funny. Um, yeah. And then I just... When I was old enough, I came back here. I was like, I need to be back in New York. I'm like, this is not my vibe at all. <laughs> and, and now, and now you're in Williamsburg, around plenty of Jews. <laughs> right, came right back to the motherland. Exactly. Right. How's that, by yep. the way? That's a strong. Like, that's a stark contrast. Uh, which part? The the, the living has... being a really cool. Let me let me give some background to our audience at home. So Lily lives in a part of Brooklyn where there's like really cool people like Lily and then like Hasidic Jews. Hasidic Jews who don't know that I'm Jewish or maybe they do know that I'm Jewish. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't think they even know English. <laughs> there's also that. Um, it's, you know, there's a lot to it. It's, uh, it's, first of all, New York is filled with cultural and ethnic groups where we all just kind of live amongst each other and that's part of the magic of New York and it's no big deal but the Hasidic community does keep to themselves quite a bit you know they have their own stores their own businesses um so they don't integrate very well with the hipsters that are kind of encroaching on their neighborhood so there's a little bit of tension but mm. for the most part it's just kind of like one of these quirky things about New York you know there's Hasidic communities and just kind of don't really hang out there they don't really hang out with you i mean 
I bike through that neighborhood quite a bit because the bike lanes pass through their neighborhood and they have a tendency to not step out of the bike lane, which is thrilling. Um, but that's pretty much it, you know? So like my think that the, yeah. I think that Hasidic communities in the U.S. do a better job. I'm choosing my words carefully. I think we, we the, the Hasidic community in, in New York does a much better job of integrating into mainstream society than like the Hasidic communities I know growing up. Because mm. like, I grew up in Brighton. Brighton's my hometown which is also right. quite hippie. And then when I was about eight years old, my mom became religious and we moved to Manchester, which was like super ultra Orthodox. And right. like my, the, I made my first non-Jewish friend when I was like 20 and moved to Israel. I'm like, wow. how weird was that? Like That's I would live in a bubble, right? Wow. Uh, we worked together at a call center because a lot of people moved to Israel like a call center in the beginning. <laughs> Uh, before I found SEO. Um, they give you a shawarma, a falafel, and a job at a call center. There you go. I have a friend that if you move to Israel, you make Aliyah, you move to Israel, he will buy you your first shawarma. Oh, that really? sounds appealing. He makes that right. promise to Almost makes it worth it, yeah. It makes it totally worth Absolutely. it. You know, $3 <laughs> shawarma is totally worth it now. <laughs> sounds, sounds appealing. <laughs> no way you can find a shawarma for $3. I don't, I don't even know, like, what is it? It's like 30 shekel, which is like, I don't know. It's like, it's like almost 10 bucks now. Yeah, it's almost 10 bucks. Yeah, it's expensive for really? sure. Yeah, oh. I mean, the shekel, the shekel is not as strong as it was when I moved there. Right. Shawarma, it's, it's awesome. We always end up on food. Yeah, we always end up on food. It's, again, <laughs> another very Jewish thing. Like, we're, we're talking about Shawarma in particular. Like, right, how surprising. Food. That's great. Oh, so... But you are also you're also a health nut, right? I don't mean that like yeah. in a bad way, like you know the the verbiage health nut. I mean <laughs> in a good way. Not like the psychopath, but like the nice, no, like, <laughs> an endearing. When you yeah. were, like my old podcast, which you don't, the podcast we don't talk about anymore. I still like <gasps> we both have six packs. Mine's under a heavy layer of. Fat. <laughs> well, you know what's funny about that podcast? You asked me if I eat meat. And I said, yes. And then like the next day I was like, you know what? I'm going vegan. It's just like Morty's question was the nail in the coffin for me because everyone in my life is asking me if I'm vegan for years. I've wanted to go vegan, watched a couple, like, I don't even know, YouTube uh, talks about why veganism is important, blah, blah, blah. From a health and fitness perspective, everybody already knows the animal reasons. Like, great. You know, that's great. Um, but I, I did it. Like I became vegan like the next day and I've been vegan ever since. I I think full credit. How long has it been? It's, it's totally because of (laughs) you, Morty. Uh, I don't know since June or July, three or four months. Yeah. It's wow. That's awesome. Do you feel better? Do you notice a difference? It's honestly like people hate hearing about how great veganism is because they take it personally. Like that's what I've learned very quickly. Like don't talk to people about it because they'll just get insulted. Uh, Let's talk about it. I have to say it's, there's something to it for sure. Like way more energy, better moods. um, Your skin clears up. Like everything just becomes a little better. you're vegan i hate to say it but it's it's true so that's that balance as well of like healthy veganism and like packaged freezer food veganism because you don't know what to do so if you do it right you're just eating real food of course there's a way to be vegan and unhealthy for sure you can right, you can fries eat onion and oreos rings. all day oreos and french fries right you have to commit to doing it properly but it's pretty awesome. I'm enjoying myself. So what do you, so what do you eat now? 
mostly the same thing I ate. <laughs> no, I, I mostly ate like vegan before I just would have a pro an animal protein with every dish. So like before I would have a really healthy salad or a bunch of vegetables with salmon or like, you know, with chicken or whatever. And now I just don't have the animal protein. Um, don't use cheese, obviously. And then, you know, I'll sometimes use tofu instead or seitan or tempeh or brown rice or whatever. And believe it or not, I don't miss meat. Wow. I never yeah. know the last three foods you rattled off even are, but <laughs> they're basically beans. So it's a kind of underutilized food on earth. Beans. They're kind You're of magical. Right. They are magical. But, uh, they are. Good for your heart. Come on, Yosef. Fit, had to go there. Fill in the had blank. To go there. Well, it's true. There's a lot more you got a lot more fiber as a vegan, that's for sure. Yeah, we know we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. Nope, nope, nope. nope. <laughs> we'll stay off of that. Even for me, that's podcast too far. friendly. <laughs> we want that to be in episode three. <laughs> you get kicked off of iTunes and Apple and everything. <laughs> so tempting, though. Um, okay, so I think one of the things you do really well, Ali, is um, even during COVID, I think you are great at connecting other people together. I feel like we've seen a lot of you zooming and being like hey who's around who wants to do this or like one thing i love that you did is like you got on your bike during covid and put on facebook like who wants photos of new york um tell me a little bit about like and come from like did you just need a root idea or like <laughs> it's such a nice thing that you did for people that was Quarantine awesome rides. that was so much fun i mean it's it's bittersweet because i was biking around new york during one of the most devastating moments probably in new york history um so it was depressing and scary and, and devastating to see New York in that state where it was like the entire city was shut down and apocalyptic. And like, the, you know, the people that I would see on those bike rides were like elderly people with three layers of masks on that had to go grocery shopping and they just looked terrified. So it was like really dark in a lot of ways. Um, but and I, I remember kind of being one of the only people at that point that was like even willing to go outside. Uh, so it was like it really felt like like I am legend or something um <laughs> at least in my mind um but I think um you know people were really really scared and uh not just in New York but everywhere and New York is a place that brings a lot of people joy and happiness and people have a lot of great memories here so I thought okay well I'm willing to go out on my bike with a mask for hours and hours at the time um so i'll just hopefully bring some happiness to people and share some photos and it was also just kind of like documenting the state of the city at that point because people would put in requests for their favorite bar and the bar was obviously like shut down completely so nice. it's kind of cool to to document all of that where was your favorite place to go yeah so um who was it a couple people it was like carl my friend carl on facebook a couple people said this this park called the Peace Fountain in the Upper West Side, which I never knew existed. I never heard, heard of that. Yeah, and that was another cool thing about this whole experience was people were recommending places that I didn't even know existed, and I've lived in New York for over 12 years now. Um, so I bike up to this fountain, and it's like this totally surreal, like Alice in Wonderland almost, trippy sculpture fountain, and I thought that was it. And then this like tiny old man was like, no, you have to go in there, like go into the park. And like, there was this tiny little entrance, I swear it was like Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> so I crossed into there 
and there's like three peacocks just hanging out. I was like, there's peacocks in New York? Yeah, just walking <laughs> that's, around. That's bizarre. One of them was like coming up to my bike and then he like got really excited and his, put his feathers out. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I think he's into my bike. yeah i was like can i have my bike back please it's a a new york peacock so be careful he'll like you know jack your bike no i know i was like what's going on here but there was an albino peacock wow yeah do they live at this park or had they like made their way from wilderness (laughs) like africa (laughs) emigrated to new york um so madagascar right yeah exactly the bronx zoo or something um so i looked it up and of course the new york times has like an article about them they have names they're like they live at this park there's like these peacocks i never knew that existed i lived in new york for 30 years yeah i have to send you guys the videos i have videos of these peacocks like prancing around my bike it's pretty awesome that's awesome. Yeah, I'd love to see that. It's cool. Okay, no, so last last topic, the tattoos. You just have an awesome sleeve. I'm looking at it right now, and it is awesome. I saw you posted Thank it on, you. on Twitter and Instagram. First off, the, did that hurt? <laughs> it looks like it hurt. 17 hours of tattooing is fine. 17 no big hours? Deal. Yeah. It's like but really interesting. That's not, even, that's not even my biggest tattoo. I, I can't show it all, but I'm, I'm covered in tattoos. People just don't know that because the other ones are on my thigh and my back and my ankle and my inner arms and a lot of different places. I have some white ones. Um, But yeah, I mean, this actually didn't hurt as much as some other ones that I've had. So there's certain parts that hurt, like your inner elbow, where your skin is really squishy. That's pretty (laughs) excruciating. And then the your upper shoulder where the bone is. That really sucked. And this is where the end was. So like hours 15 through 17 were all at the top of my shoulder. And we were just like so exhausted at that point. Um, But it's worth it. It's kind of part of the experience, you know? It's really cool. It's a really beautiful tattoo. Yeah. Thank you. It's one of the coolest tattoos I've ever seen. Yeah, that's why I went to Rocks. She's amazing. She's really, really an amazing artist. If you look up her work, it's like she's just changing the world of tattooing. She's incredible. And she's California-based? Yep, she's in the Agora Hills in Southern California, previously San Francisco. So I knew her when she was running her San Francisco shop. Um, I've been following her for many years, but now it's quite a process to get an appointment with her. She does mostly celebrities and tech executives and stuff. So it's a. <laughs> I mean, you're an SEO celebrity, so. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I had to squeeze my way in there. It wasn't easy, but. <laughs> Really Actually, the last it. time I saw you was the day before you. Oh yeah, there. we hung out on the beach. Um, yeah, oh, six feet LA. apart in San during America. COVID. Yep, yep, <laughs> that was fun. It was. It's a beautiful place. Thank you so much. Okay, so um, I have this thing that I'm doing now. I'm calling them like rapid fire questions. Uh, they're like you know, they're twelve questions. They might be nonsensical at certain points somewhat offensive even <laughs> i don't even know like yeah, we had Heather Fizyak on and I, I asked her like you know which family member do you not like the most something like that that oh, probably geez. not the best question to answer i ask yeah i i like the line of appropriateness in my mind is often blurred so <laughs> oh i'm in the same boat so we'll see okay, what happens great. with these perfect i mean blame the lockdown you you haven't interacted with people 
Uh, I'm, wait, dude, I am like, totally under lockdown well, right you're now. You're in lockdown. You're lost yeah, under yes. lockdown. I'm at home with four kids all day long trying to like, navigate a new job and I'm going out of my mind and drinking a lot of alcohol. Um, yeah. Okay, here we go. Rapid fire questions. Number one, Bing or DuckDuckGo? Uh, DuckDuckGo. I already feel like I've offended 10 people with my answer. Um, uh, Facebook or Twitter? Facebook. Okay. Apple or Android? Apple. Fill in the blank. Pineapple pizza is disgusting. Oh no! Great <laughs> oh. answer. Why would you no. eat? Like I don't understand. I'll never understand. It's delicious. Pineapple. No, it's delicious. disgusting. Do you do tuna and pineapple? No. Pineapple god. sauce. <laughs> oh Why my you god! You guys are that? disgusting. That's all disgusting. Fish is like barely edible to begin with. Then you're gonna put it on <laughs> pizza. Okay. Uh, oh, favorite color? God. Black. But that makes sense. Um, best day ever. Um, I, I don't even know anymore. I was gonna say my wedding, but we're getting divorced. Um, I would say the day the day that I admire oh, was excellent. I, the same thing I mentioned before. There's probably other days than that. You could just say Sunday. I'm gonna yeah, say Sunday. my wedding. You know what? Okay. I'm gonna go with my wedding. It was still awesome. My wedding was awesome. Good. Okay. Um, Hey, Mr. DJ, or the last DJ? Hey, Mr. DJ. Nice. Okay. Not a Tom Petty fan. Okay. Stuck on a desert island with Yanni or John Tesh? I don't <laughs> even know who they are. Is that a problem? Like the most lame people you can possibly imagine in the musical world. Is Yanni like an Israeli musician? I don't even know who that is. I don't, know like a, I don't is. know. Like, it's a violinist or something like that. Like, totally. Oh, like, but Greek composer. Who's the other one? John, John Do you know who they are either? I don't know who they are. Oh, man. I totally dated myself. Oh, God. Here. I'm going to go with Yanni, though, just based <laughs> on what they look like. Definitely Yanni. He can call me. Hey, Yanni. Okay. Show me the money or show me the way? Show me the money. Nice. Vin Diesel or my cousin Vinny? Uh, <laughs> oh, are you serious? Yes. My cousin Vinny. Excellent answer. Of course. Uh, Crest or Colgate? Oh, it's the same shit. Who cares? <laughs> Sorry, can I swear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're cool. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, Apple and iTunes. No, 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 I'm surprised we can swear more. Um, okay, last one. Genghis Khan or Gangnam Style? <laughs> Genghis Khan, for sure. <laughs> Genghis Khan for the win. Oh, my God. Uh, see, wow. that's awesome, right? And they're not you, offensive. They're just outrageous. Outrageous. Totally outrageous. I totally dated myself on the Yanni or John Tesh thing. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I like that more not knowing what you're coming up. I read the questions. I was like, oh, okay. Right. And this time, that was amusing for me. Thank that you. <laughs> I I amused myself. Okay. Well, that was that was definitely interesting. Sorry for people at home. <sighs> we should that start a spinoff. I mean, once we have listeners someone... and once we're <laughs> right. once, like once we're more established, we have a spinoff of uh, of Morty's brain. <laughs> A new podcast about Morty's <laughs> brain. What goes on in Morty's brain? Uh, and this is without any influence of anything, which is it's like its own problem. Remarkable. It's yeah. remarkable. I should, I should put it in the ether after I die. Okay. Um, it's, it's late for you. You should be drinking. I, it, it is. But I just got finished like three hours of meetings. So I haven't had the chance to drink yet. Okay. We're going to wow. get kicked off of Zoom in like under 10 minutes. So we got to wrap this up, unfortunately. Oh, it's sad. It is sad. Lily, it's a pleasure. Now. Yeah, thank you both um, for having me. One question we're throwing out there. Um, I think 
part of this project, part of the idea behind behind the SEOs is to get to know the SEO community. Is there anyone that you think would make a perfect guest that we should reach out to to be on the show? There's a lot of people. Um, John Tesh. I mean, not John Tesh. I'd love to get to know Arij better. She's been Arige's doing a lot cool. for the community. She has. That's a good one. Um, God, there's so many people. Marie Haynes is always really fun. Fascinating. Yes. Should talk to her. Um, I hate questions like these because like for the next three days, I'm going to be like, God, I wish I said this person, but start with those two. They're awesome. Awesome. On the list. And you, can, you can shoot us an email with ideas. And if you think someone would be great fit, let us know. Sounds great. I will. Awesome. Okay. Well, that'll do it for us. Um, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and the next episode drops on Thursday, December 3rd. Thanks guys. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.